I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Thank you for making us part of your Thursday with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Harry Dickens. We're joining you uh, from Twin Peaks on Marshall Sharp Freeway, uh, where you can embrace the lodge mentality. Stop by of a 29-degree draft beer. Uh, watch NFL tonight. Uh, watch Major League Baseball tonight. College football on Saturday. More NFL on Sunday. Just really a great place to hang out. Uh, eat some great food. Uh, have a great, great time here. Twin Peaks, Marshall Sharp Freeway, 6012 Marshall Sharp Freeway. Gus, how you going? I'm good, dude. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, the, the yeah. voice is uh, slowly yeah, it is. slowly coming back. You don't sound like an old blues singer. No, I don't. No, and that's uh that's good. If you're gonna if you're if you're gonna get it cleaned up, getting it cleaned up just in time for a couple of remotes and a home right. game weekend. Yeah. It's a good good time to get it cleaned up. Love to get your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can access that at double T ninety seven three dot com. All guests appear via the visual edge. IT hotline. Uh, we had uh, all three teams in the AL West uh, race win last night. Uh, Astros had a combined no hitter going into the ninth inning. Uh, the Rangers continue to play well despite having some, uh, some some bad news yesterday with the Max Scherzer news. And then the Mariners they beat the uh, the Angels last night as well. That's uh, what five games in a row for the Rangers. Yeah, that's good. Uh... And, and, and they really bottomed out over the last three weeks or so, so it's good to see a little bounce back here. Uh, tremendous performance. I mean, if, if anything, what, what we may be witnessing right now is the Blue Jays picking a bad time to bottom out because they have gotten worked over in these three games in Toronto against the Rangers when there was a lot riding on it. Uh, another another fun baseball thing to keep an eye on this weekend it really doesn't pertain to the rangers but uh the rays going into baltimore for four games those are the top two teams in the american league that series starts tonight yeah there's a compelling baseball to be played here in the last couple weeks and uh there was actually a little nugget of uh, texas tech baseball news today uh the sec yesterday released their conference baseball schedules which a lot of times in this day and age the schools will then follow right behind it and you know fill it out yeah and and basically the schools get the opportunity to release their own schedules with all the non-conference dates and whatnot uh sec released a schedule yesterday arkansas came in either late yesterday or tomorrow or this morning i think it may have been this morning and uh, texas tech playing two midweek games there in mid-april in Fayetteville, you combine that with uh, the information, and none of this is really – well, I guess that Arkansas thing is confirmed. Uh, we were told by the Pac-12 network guy that Stanford will be returning Tech's trip to Palo Alto last year, so 
that's got a couple couple of good brands there for uh, Red Raider non-conference schedule next spring. And and just a few storylines of that Arkansas match. Yeah, no doubt. I I, I could not agree more with you there. I, I wonder if that was uh, in the books before the <laughs> before the players transferred or. And I, you know, the the other thing I'd be curious to know about, and may take all the way till a, a first pitch luncheon question, or uh, who, who knows what, to know whether or not that's a home and home. Arkansas hasn't come to Lubbock. You know, we've been there maybe the one time. Met him in Omaha, uh, Arlington. Actually, did meet him in Omaha a couple times. But uh, yeah, they they haven't been to Lubbock. But it'd be uh, it'd be a fun uh, two game midweek for sure if that'll happen someday down the road. Yeah, I mean, because you've gone plenty of places. It feels like they, the, some of these teams haven't returned the favor. Right, and Stanford jumped on the opportunity, yeah. apparently. Apparently that was immediately cooked up as a as a uh, two-game two game here, two-game there type deal, and that they'll they'll return it, I think, in conjunction with a trip to one of the Arizona schools. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but I'm with you. Like the, the Florida State thing and, the, of course, anytime you have a coaching – a regime change there. You never know if there was sort of a hey, would you guys consider coming back? Oh, yeah, sure. we'll do that at some point. And then the you know the, there's a regime change and it doesn't doesn't quite work out. But uh, you know the the SEC teams. I, I'm curious to know where we're headed here with uh, not so much in 2024 but 2025 and beyond. You know the SEC teams don't need to be out hunting RPI and no. resume. Uh, but what about these Pac-12 or what Pac-12? Yeah, exactly, and then the the pieces of the Pac-12 that are remaining, and and certainly in the case of Oregon State, and maybe to a lesser extent Washington State, really good college baseball brand that that may be out hunting games and some resume, because all of the all of the juice around them will be flying back and forth to North Carolina and, and South so, Carolina like, for mean, that conference Oregon game. State, would they have effectively, from a college baseball standpoint, and this is not a great example because they're not at this level in baseball, but would they be like Gonzaga in that in so, Gonzaga much of their, basketball. So, yeah, so yeah. much of their juice would be – yeah, I should have I should yeah, yeah. clear. So much of their juice, to kind of use that word, would be from non-conference matchups. Yeah, I you would know, think so. You're not so. getting much play from beating – you know, St. Mary's mm-hmm. and Loyola, whatever, right. San Pacific Francisco. Or, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, we we may be we may be graduating to that, and they may be a little bit like Texas Tech, in which you know, once the shock and the dust settles, saying, "Hey, okay, Oklahoma and Texas, these are going to be great, either home and homes or midweeks, or let's meet in Arlington, or you know, however that's going to play." And I'm sure Oregon State's about to do the same thing in terms of cooking up non-conference games now with Oregon and Stanford and some of those others that are a bus ride away. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, the, the world is changing before all of our eyes. Love to get your thoughts and comments today. You can weigh in through the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank, or you can point your internet browser uh, to DoubleT973.com. We'll talk some college football today. Uh, we'll talk some NFL today. Um, did you see the uh, the most recent Deion Sanders story about the uh, the the hat and the shades? Yes, yeah. uh, we will uh, chat about that coming up because it seems like I mean Dion is no like victim clearly, no. but it just seems like he can't he can't go a few days without somebody else 
kind of directing aim at him uh, with something. And, and I'm curious uh, what everyone's reaction to this will be. So we'll talk some more Deion Sanders. We'll talk some college football next on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. How you going? Happy Thursday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus. I'm Aaron, we're joining you from one of our favorite places in town. Going anywhere, Twin Peaks, 6012 Marsha Sharp Freeway where you too can embrace the lodge mentality. Great place to uh, catch a game or two or three, drink a nice cold beer, and have some great food. We have some fried pickles on the way. Uh, I might snag a billionaire bacon burger uh, on the way out for my dinner. And uh, the, the really nice thing, Gus, is, and this is fairly unusual, because we I think this is year four for us doing it here, the show, uh, and they have the uh, the outdoor patio open. Yeah, we are, we are exposed to the elements, which is great because it's it's amazing outside. Yep, um, it's great patio weather. It should be a good time at the Overton tomorrow as well. Um, it's it's really really nice. It's super comfortable. Yeah, this time yesterday, or the, excuse me, this time last week, oh, it was uh, the air conditioner was on full tilt and and. Uh, these last couple of days, we've been able to uh, go windows. Like, I've had windows open at the house uh, in the evenings overnight. Just cracking a cracking a patio window there. To, and, uh, you know, that's the situation we've got here. We've got screens up, so you don't have to worry about any uh, skeeters or anything like that. But just uh, beautiful. Man, this is, this is good. It's uh, right where you need to be. Really cold beers and good food. And uh, 47 TVs. That's a that's – a, 47s in my exaggeration but you can't i don't know that you could sit anywhere and not have a view of multiple tvs in this place sure you got you got all the all the things yeah and i mean it's eats drinks scenic views and yep clearly talking about the televisions there here at twin peaks <laughs> um you think that because uh, i mean you look at the 10-day forecast and it i mean there's one day next week where it's going to get like to 88 but for the most part, it, it seems pretty doggone mild. Do you think this is fake fall and we're going to get hit with like a sneaky, you know, three-week period of, of 100-degree temperatures after this? Or do you think we're like this is it? I know. It sure feels like fall. I mean, the, with every day that every day that passes, it's, it's a greater likelihood that we are headed to fall. Uh, you know, there, there's there's – I'm, I'll nerd out on some weather data, like you know, the when, when I'm watching the ten o'clock news and they'll show like an average high for this date, uh, or the the record high. You know, I'm sure there's been some hundred degree days in late September. We probably had who knows, maybe early freezes in late September. But uh, I'm just fine with it hovering around this right here for the next uh, six eight weeks. I mean, heck, longer six, six eight, eight months. months. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no. You, I hear you, but uh, yeah, the, and, we, we we were we were accused of turning this place to San Francisco, but it, maybe it's more like Los Angeles. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, yeah I'm good with that. Heck yeah, yeah. And and uh, 
you know, a little, little nice off and on rains for about three or four days, and Lord knows we needed that. So uh, without flooding everything and just just nice little nice little showers here and there, and and uh, I've got uh, I've got a, a bell pepper growing on my little bell pepper plant. I've How about a, that? I've got an ample supply of uh, banana peppers out there. So you know, you when you plant two plants, the focus is all right there. I mean, you don't have to. I don't have to go wandering through my acreage to look at the crops. It's just like there's two plants here and one over there, and uh, they're all hanging in there, probably enjoying uh, not being scorched this week. So, yeah, I'm a farmer now. i got six plants total. I mean, you're, not, you're not quite to the level of, uh, you know, Woodman Estates. No, no. And the, the, not, the vast acreage there. No, not in terms of pure acreage yeah. there. Yeah, don't either. Hunting leases and all that kind of stuff. Just got, uh, yeah, we had got maybe three jalapeno plants and a couple of cherry tomato plants and uh, yeah, i'm still still trying to catch up to woodman farms so uh <laughs> woodman produce <laughs> so so jay norvell is the head coach at colorado uh he he should sound familiar because he's coached in the big 12 before mostly at oklahoma um i think he also coached at a&m there for a little while when the aggies were in the big 12 um you know, he coached at Iowa State. He coached at Texas. Coached at Nebraska. He's been the head coach at Colorado State now for this is his second season. They were three and nine last year, which is you know not great. Um, he uh, he took a shot at Deion Sanders, really un unprompted, unsolicited. Uh, I think this was doing his he was doing his coach's show, and uh, he said this quote. Um, I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. He's relaying what he told his players. That, that seems seems, seems unnecessary. Yeah, seems unnecessary. Kind of dumb, and and. Uh, and, and uh, Dion's, Dion has responded today, and he responded basically. They responded with his comments to his team in the huddle. I don't know if that was pre or post practice. So he was saying, you know, he he told his side of that, like, man, I'm sitting in my office watching some film, getting ready to be the best coach I can be today at practice, and this pops in. This is a, here's here's what Dion Sanders said uh, today, responding to Jay Norvell's comments. I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts up, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They unmatched around and made it. Personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they messed around and made it personal. I, like, I don't understand. Like, for To be clear, uh, just right off the top, I love this. Oh, yeah. Right. Th- this kind of, uh, I heard it called cheap heat today on Twitter, which I think is great. This kind of stuff is awesome. Uh, it makes this more entertaining. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it gives you you know more reason to be invested in that game if you're not a fan of Colorado State or Colorado. Um, I think it's good for the sport. 
you know, no one's cussing each other out. I mean, this isn't, you know. In game day in Boulder, right? I think so, Which yeah. Which just fuels it that much more. And it's just like, what of all the, like. I agree. You're going to you're gonna take a shot at him for not taking his glasses off? Right. I, yeah, and, and my assumption is, with that is the take my hat and my glasses off thing. You know, I guess that's if I'm speaking to a grown-up indoors. But, I mean, I, I didn't really know you. T- I mean, I understand meeting a lady or something, taking your hat off. But, like, if you're, if I mean, the, the number of conversations in which sunglasses and hats are involved outdoors is, like, all the time. I really didn't know that was an etiquette thing. But my assumption is he's referencing this in terms of an indoor thing. But regardless, what are you doing, man? Why are you fueling something? I mean, the, the thing didn't need any more. Uh, the the game didn't need any more heat anyway. Well, and especially if you're Colorado State, right? Right, like your 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 best hope in that matchup uh, is to be overlooked, right? To be you know underestimated, to be looked past, uh, not to not to just throw yourself just right in the center of that radar. I mean, I just I don't understand it at all. I think it's great. Again, yep. Um, I, I do think that uh, I underestimated my – because I was fairly negative toward Deion Sanders, uh, you know, near near future success at Colorado, right? I didn't I didn't think that uh, they would win more than five games. And they still might not, by the way. Um, Sending myself yeah. email. <laughs> Thank you, Clint. And, and thanks to Clint for getting that audio ready for us pretty quickly. Um <laughs> I really enjoy uh, – thank you so much. Yeah, fried pickle time, everybody. Here we go. Thank you, man. Uh, really, like, bull junk, Dern, nah. the way he says here, I get a big kick out of that. Like, because he doesn't cuss. I, I don't know that I've ever heard him cuss. Yeah, I don't – maybe in his playing days, but I'm like you. I, that's almost a, a two li- a lifetime ago, uh, and may, and that's a maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember – uh, you know him being in the middle. Of, he was in the middle of the MC Hammer and all that kind of stuff. But that wasn't necessarily a profane thing. But yeah, I, I, uh, they've they've handled themselves. I mean, my only question with him had to do with the fact that you took seventy guys or sixty-five guys and swapped the roster. That's that's the part I didn't I picked against when we did our pick. I'm not not my belief in him. More tech talk next. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantec Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? Happy Thursday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you from the patio at Twin Peaks. Well, Marsha Sharp Freeway, really enjoying the weather out here. Uh, Eat, drinks, scenic views. We're embracing the lodge mentality. Uh, You should stop by as well. We've uh, put a pretty hefty dent into the the fried pickles. Highly recommended. Big fan. Um, And uh, the folks here, super nice. Tons of TVs. No better place in town to watch NFL tonight uh, than right here at Twin 
Peaks. Yeah, Eagles and Vikings tonight. 7-15 is when that game is set to begin. We're talking about the NFL real quick. I saw that this was the uh, this past Monday, the Aaron Rodgers game, if you will. Um, best ever Monday night football audience for ESPN since they picked it up in 2006. Really? Yeah, how about that? That's pretty impressive. And that's, I mean, that's on the, you know, the, the, the cusp, really, of a, uh, of a cable kind of mm-hmm. battle with Charter. In fact, I saw that reference this morning. Somebody else was referencing the, just all of this and said that's – it, it, it could have been it, better. Yeah, exactly, because that's like 15 million households that are on Charter, mm-hmm. something like that, 14. Not, a, not an insignificant number. Who knows how many folks, uh, you know, during the bit of contention there, swapped to something else or just you know waited it out sure or just cut things all together uh we get these thoughts on the yates flooring center chat line someone says dion loves the comments from other coaches because it fires his players up personally i think coaches should say as little as possible and let their team do the talking with their play yeah I, I, i'd be inclined to agree with that absolutely I, I think that is how probably you know i would handle it if I was in that situation, because I would not want to expose myself to ridicule or clapbacks if, you know, my team doesn't perform the way that I expect. Because, you know, ultimately you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds. But it sure does make the sport a lot more interesting for fans. 100%. And I think there's probably certain guys in certain uh certain spots, you know, if they've got the right roster or whatever, that, that may poke the bear and go hey boys watch this you know i don't know that that was i don't know how uh you know how calculated yeah how calculated the move was today but uh you know and 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 you know guys like uh belichick and saban and those dudes that are really really process driven they're not gonna they're not gonna engage in that no you know uh but you know, I, I could you could see where a team that's that maybe a coach that has sort of built his roster to thrive on the us against the world thing will will gin up his own drama. Uh, again, I don't know if that's what Norvell did here, but I, I don't think it's completely you know never, never, never a good thing. It really takes a specific personality of a coach and a team to do it. It's probably not my thing. Uh, it w- wouldn't be the way I'd do it, but shoot, I, I'm, I'm with you from from this seat right here. <laughs> Man, fire it up, dude! This is awesome. You know, and and I would think too that like in because because normally you would sure think that there wouldn't be a lot of that between conference opponents, right? Because listen, I mean, they're going to be there next year, mm-hmm. right? You got to go to these coaches' meetings every offseason you're going to see them around if if you try to make it like heated and awkward it's going to be kind of miserable um but in the pac-12 this year i mean colorado's not playing oregon or washington or washington state or oregon state or stanford or cal or usc or ucla after this year Mm -hmm. pretty much period now unless they line up in some bowl game or if they schedule some non-conference series, you know, in five years from now or whatever, but they don't have to worry about, well, I, you know, I kind of want to say this, but I don't want it to be awkward at the next yeah, off-season of, meeting. There's no such thing. A bunch of backlash. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I get it. Yeah, that's uh, 
It's and there's a lot of that around college football. Like you kind of, you know, you you can go poke the bear if you want to, uh, however you choose to play it, because a lot of these guys aren't going to be, you know, they're everybody's got new, uh, yeah, new homes, new new homes here. Robert says this: Dion is the straw that stirs the drink, and no one can serve as well. Don't forget that. Except I, mean, I, I see what you're saying, and I tend to agree with you. But he didn't even stir this. Right, time. he's not the stirrer Someone this time. Yeah. For him. yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and I, I don't disagree with Robert, but in this case, it, it, it doesn't apply. It's an exact flip of that. And again, I don't know if Norvell's doing this to fire up his roster or gin up some interest or whatever. But I mean, you already got game day in town, dude. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think that. Yeah, he needs to help at all with interest. I think that's already there. And I mean, they're twenty-four point dogs according to someone on the H. Florence in her chat line, which sounds about right. Mm-hmm. It, it would be. Um, it would be a pretty big upset if they were to win. Bobby Hotzak says this. I enjoyed Dion's use of the word bull junk. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, T. N. Raider says eighty sounds much better. He must have quote, accidentally run over his new dogs. No, it didn't run over anybody. I am dropping them off uh, to get snipped tomorrow. Uh, so that's great. That's good. Yep, that needs to happen. Uh-huh. That, that may that may alter some behavior, behavioral patterns, too. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and you, you know who probably loves it? Because, like, Deion Sanders is – kind of like the conference realignment of in-season coaches because he's polarizing, right? Mm-hmm. Like most people have an opinion about Deion Sanders. If you if you judge it from the, the chat line, there are people that hate him and people that love him and would take a bullet for him. All, all the way out here in Lubbock, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I don't think is some hotbed for Colorado alums. No. You know? And so from a tv standpoint that's tremendous yeah it is yeah that that's i I think we talked about uh was it this nebraska game or maybe the no i guess it was this past week being one of the most bet on games yeah like more so than nfl and it speaks to exactly what you're saying whether you like them or not everybody's got an opinion right you know and uh yeah and and you know you talk about just forcing people's eyeballs to it with the opening weekend win in in uh fort worth you know and and in the nate the way that game unfolded on the first weekend i mean there's so much about it that when everybody went oh looky here you you just wonder you know if, if they do kind of have a good season this year whether it's seven and five eight and four better than that even like um does it does it get stale because you you can't like it's just like hurricane right now, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're managing it very well, um, but there's a lot of attention on them. A lot of people hoping that they fail. A lot of people hoping that they succeed. And at some point, that kind of become that takes a toll at some point. Yeah, I agree. I, you know what I've I found myself wondering about, and this is to his credit. Like, you know what what's his next move? Because I don't know that the NFL is out of the question. Whereas for most guys, they sort of fit in the college box, and you have to really ascend to a, you know, to a level that, and it doesn't always work. But with Dion, he's so new to coaching, and he's got so much NFL experience as a commentator, and obviously a Hall of Fame player. 
how like I, I don't think it's out of the question at all that the you know fill in the blank Indianapolis Colts or somebody call him this off season and say hey you interested? More tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 double t 97.3.com dr mike gustafson I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today from Twin Peaks, 6012 Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality and enjoy a 29-degree ice-cold draft beer. Uh, check out NFL tonight. You've got uh, Eagles and Vikings. You have Major League Baseball tonight. You have uh, one college football game tonight, maybe two, and you know, a ton of college football on Saturday, ton of NFL on Sunday. No better place in town to catch all those games. Uh, their their scratch menu, tremendous staff, great atmosphere, all here at Twin Peaks, sixty twelve Marsha Sharp Freeway. Got uh, our first Amazon Prime Thursday tonight. Yeah. Uh, El Jefe says this. I love me some Coach Prime. T Money eight hundred six says Colorado will finish six and six, but hopefully the TVs. Keep following him into the Big 12 to keep eyeballs and thus money rolling in. Do you think that, because uh, expectations change, right? Yeah. Do you think 6-6 six and six would be a disappointment at this point? Yeah. That, for exactly the reason you're, you're alluding to, the expectations, how sky high they are after a road win at TCU and the home win, you know, like, you people talking about Heisman's not six and six, uh, but if you put it in a proper context and smooth out the emotion, that's a still a big big step forward from the just the dismal place that that program's been in over the last few years. Because they have obviously ten games left. Six of them are against ranked opponents, and oddly enough. Those matchups are all back-to-back, right? So you have at Oregon and then next week USC at home. Uh, Later on in October at UCLA and then the very next week you host Oregon State. And then at the end of the season in November you play at Wazoo and the next week you play at Utah. And so there's not some kind of like ease in, ease out. Yeah. Or, you know, like a, a really handy bye week in there. Um, they do have a bye before they play at UCLA. So, you know, they get a, a, a decently placed bye week in terms of kind of breaking up the season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, back-to-back three times against ranked opponents is pretty tough. Yes, it is. And that'll be, uh, that'll be fun to see. It really will because the, the – the, uh... I mean, we're still at a point that that we don't. I'm not saying that's a, this is a disrespect them because going on the road and winning the way they did was. I mean, Deion exciting Sanders will hear you. Oh yeah, he will, that's he right. will call that's you right. a darn idiot or something. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, you know where where we, we don't yet know what TCU is, 
uh, and you know, beating beating uh, the Cornhuskers at this point in time, not a huge deal, but still, they're great position. Two and zero looks awesome, and uh, you know, but just you know, there's there's so much more to play out for those guys, and uh, it's it's compelling eyeballs. And game day's there. Game day, I don't, you know, I don't. You th- do you think? And I don't know if they eyeball things three or four weeks out. But do you, you do you really think they started the season going, hey, that week three matchup, or if they went, hey, if they after they beat TCU, hey fellas, in two weeks, uh, this could be the the scene because that Colorado State matchup. I mean, it's it's an interesting, like you said, it's an interesting, you know, them them button heads. It's it, I don't know. It's maybe it's akin to Iowa and Iowa State. It's not. It doesn't have conference heat, but from the outside looking in, they're usually really competitive games and teams. You know the fans are button heads and don't like each other, but you know Colorado State and Colorado usually not very good. Yeah, I don't. It's I'm sure that they had um, like a, a short list, you know, in terms of, uh, of of games that will be on their radar. Maybe they could have hoped that Florida would have beat Utah, and maybe a two and O Florida hosting a two and O top fifteen Tennessee team. Would have been a, a decent one for game B. Not a, just a ton of like eye popping um, helmet games this weekend uh, across the sport. I mean, like K State Missouri is really interesting for mm-hmm. people around here Absolutely. because of the old Big Twelve stuff, and it's a, a big kind of regional game. Well, but I don't you know hate the that, Big Eight. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> but I don't know that anybody like nationally is going to no. be super, you know, into that game. Yeah, it's intriguing like Kansas and Illinois was last week, I sure. think. Just just an interesting marker game to see where those programs are. And, uh, you know, th- this year with that game being in Columbia, that Kansas State-Missouri game, uh, you know, that I-, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on the Missouri ball club to go win, you know, because they're the ones that get to flex on the SEC thing and all that. But, it, you know, Missouri really – Hadn't done a ton. The longer they're in that league, the the less it appears that they're doing anything with it. Uh, they've had some interesting recruits, a notable five star here very recently, but you know it just hadn't really translated. They they appear to be more of a six and six program these days at best. Um, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Do you think the Tech will have a better record than Colorado at the end of the season? It's a good question. It's tough to. Uh, It'd be tough to say yes to that at this point, given two and zero versus zero and two. This is like a, giving somebody a head start. It's like the freeze at those Atlanta Brave games where they put the like the the drunk college kid about halfway out into left center, and then the freeze starts from the left field foul pole, and they race around the right field. That's that's kind of what uh, kind of what's happened here. And I don't know if we're the freeze or the drunk college kid, but we're definitely starting behind. I think. Um... I may regret this later, but you know what? You know, whatever. Yep. I, I think Tech will have a better conference record than Colorado will. And I'll I'll go ahead and, and email it to myself, even though I'm sending myself emails. Well, I like the uh, I like the challenge. Red Raiders need. Uh, yeah, they, they the Red Raiders need a uh, six-win conference, seven-win conference series, especially giving up that 
Giving up that Wyoming game. Goodness gracious. And you know what? This is a uh, – this is it, – it's this week in the Big 12 where I feel like we're going to get it, – it's really kind of show and tell. Some marker games here. For, for a lot of programs. Yeah. Like, it's, it's show and tell for – uh, Texas, because they've got to play the mighty Wyoming Cowboys. And you know what? They might drown in the deep end. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that, but, like, no, no, seriously. That game in like Austin. Like, Kansas, yeah. can, can you go to – can you go on the road and take care of business against an inferior opponent? Right? Are you are you that mature as a team to do that? They're 28-point favorites. Um, TCU in Houston is, a like, a very – because Tech plays both of those teams, right? Mm-hmm. Both teams – Already have a disappointing loss on their ledger. Um, that game is in Houston. Is I mean, is one of those teams just just bad? Are they both bad? Like what what is what will we learn from that game? I'm excited to find out. Uh, Pitt and West Virginia. I mean, the, you're going to be going to Morgantown before too long, right? Yeah, next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah, nine, and, eight days from now. You know, the, the 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 Mountaineers actually might be better than people think. I mean, I think most folks expected them to be one and one at this point. They, I mean, they were respectable in, uh, like in, State. in Happy yeah. Valley, right? Uh-huh. They lost, right? It counts the same, but they didn't just roll out there and die. Uh, and then Pittsburgh got beat by Cincinnati last weekend, you know, which is not the most impressive performance. What yeah, is, none, none of that is uh, stellar. And, you know, Neil Brown was defiant at, at media days about yeah. that, saying we are not going to finish in the last place. You know, he was – as he should have been. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see. And that game is big next weekend. My goodness. More tech talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How are you going? Thank you for making us part of your Thursday. Yes, I'm Aaron. We're joining you at uh, one of our favorite places. Twin Peaks right here on 6012 Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality. And there's no better place in Lubbock to catch a game than right here at Twin Peaks. They have a ton of televisions. They have a, a ton of uh, friendly team members. Uh, to make your stay here a great one. Uh, the uh, made-from-scratch uh, menu items are awesome. We have almost wiped out a platter of fried pickles. Uh, they are not long for this world. Uh, might snag a, a billionaire bacon burger later as well, but you can't go wrong no matter what you choose. Uh, brisket chili, uh, salads, uh, steak, burgers. It's a good time here at Twin Peaks. You should stop by. And uh, partake as well. 6012 Marsha Sharp Freeway. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 97 Someone says this What's the alternative compelling game on this weekend? It's pretty weak. I think that's a, a college game day comment, and I, I agree with you. There, there really isn't anything else this weekend. Um, and, and really, like, I, I would. Uh, I wouldn't want to live in that reality, but I wouldn't mind just kind of like turning the channel and taking a peek at what they would have done if Colorado was like one and one mm, or something. Yeah, because yeah. even because 
or if the Huskers, yeah, if the Huskers jumped up and got them last week, or yeah, yeah I just, I just no, don't with know. You. There really isn't like a clear second. Yeah, it, would this have been the would this have been the week that they would have jumped over to yeah, maybe. you know Harvard and Princeton or or an AI game or a D two game or something. I mean, you have Georgia Tech at Ole Miss. I mean, interesting, I guess. BYU at Arkansas is something. Both teams are two and zero, but neither of them are ranked. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. You, you do wonder maybe if both teams were two and zero, and you know they were favored to be that, if they would have uh, hit up TCU in Houston, right for the for the Cougars' first Big Twelve game. I don't know. But either way, I agree with the texture. There's really not just a whole bunch of compelling, obvious storyline games involving high-profile teams today. Yeah, or this I agree. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not excited. I'm, I'm really juiced for this weekend in college football. TCU-Houston is gigantic. That will have my full attention outside of Texas Tech. Obviously, hopefully, Tech uh, is so far ahead uh, by 7 o'clock. That can maybe be moved to the smaller screen. Um but you've got New Mexico, New Mexico State. You've got BYU, Arkansas. Um, should be a good time. Yeah, South Carolina at Georgia. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at that and go, okay, well, I mean, because what we are getting is some conference matchups. The one I just mentioned, Georgia, twenty-seven point favorite, and that kind of gives you that kind of gives you a sense of uh, the state of the union. Minnesota at North Carolina is kind of interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, it is a rather thin week. PJ says they would have gone to Tennessee versus Florida. Maybe so. Uh, I mean, that is a rivalry game, but th- there's just really nothing. Com- comp- and I'm not arguing. I'm just commiserating more that there's really nothing compelling about Florida this year, especially if they lost to Utah the, the way yeah. that they did. Yeah, and I, I, sometimes I wonder about that in terms of how much, how intertwined are things like, hey, we don't want to use up our Tennessee yet. Although they, they typically, you know, there, there could be a team that maybe is in the in the mix early for one of these games like Bama, Texas, or excuse me. And, you know, te- not out of the question that Texas wouldn't have the deal on campus, you know, later on. But I, I don't I don't know that they would burn a uh, – you know, a, a game for this, and exactly what you said. I mean, Florida played themselves out of that conversation probably on opening week. Uh, but it's easy to point to the SEC game and go, oh, they would have been there. But they do a decent job of moving that thing around and not just sitting on the, the big SEC matchup every week. What's, I mean, kind of along those same lines, kind of tying that into a discussion that we had earlier in the show. How many more times can you involve Colorado? Yeah, sure. Without. Maybe maybe once more on the road. I mean, I I uh, wonder what is there a precedent for hosting that thing twice in the same year? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's got a list somewhere. I mean, I could see a team being involved twice, once as a home team and once as a road team, especially if if they play their way into it. But yeah, I I, uh, I would uh, be surprised if there was a return trip to Boulder. I don't I don't you know maybe a one of those games that you just read off, one of their ranked opponent games, maybe on the road, but I, I just don't know. Because, like, they, they play at Oregon, and while 3-0 and Colorado at a top 15 Oregon is very compelling, I mean, that's four weeks in a row where they would have been featured in game day or big noon kickoff. 
You know? Yeah. Like, that's that's incredible. Yeah. To their credit, uh, this person says in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Tech was on two times in 2008. Well, yeah, they were on campus the one time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's right. Somebody says this in the chat line. Uh, if if one thinks that Tech is better than Colorado, then I want what they're drinking. Well, I don't, I don't think that was the conversation. I think the question was better record. Better record, yeah. right. And I, I just said that they'll have a better conference record, and they play in separate conferences, at least for this year. Um, somebody has this. If Tech doesn't have a better record than Colorado, would you see this as a busted season? I mean, I think, it's, I think Colorado was not – you're not judging yourself off of Colorado, right? Uh-uh. Like, so I'm not going to be distraught if you're, you know, seven and five and they're eight and four, uh, and I'm not going to be just over the moon if you're seven and five and they're six and six. I think that certainly at this point right now, zero and two, and you can take Colorado out of this conversation now. At zero and two, you're in such a deep hole that it's going to take a lot um, for Tech to have the kind of season that. So many folks, I think ourselves included, sure. were kind of hoping for or expecting this year. And and really that for me hinges specifically on the Wyoming game. I know I didn't I don't know that I went into this season going, ooh, we're getting the Oregon circle that one. Would have been great, but uh yeah, the, the the Wyoming game's the one that swings it to the you know, you start to think about getting to the nine win total that I had cooked up and that's a lot of conference wins. <laughs> An uphill climb. Yes. More check talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens, Clint Scott back at home base taking care of us. Uh, We are here at Twin Peaks, 6012 Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality. No better place in Lubbock to catch a game than right here at Twin Peaks. They've got a ton of televisions a friendly staff, a scratch-made menu full of uh, great, great items. Fried pickles, A+. Uh, Ice-cold beer. Patio weather. Yeah, you bet. The screens are open. It's just really a great time, and we welcome you to join us here at Twin Peaks. It's been easy to think fall thoughts this week. Finally, finally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I even got my Uggs out of the car, and oh. I'm drinking my pumpkin spice latte. And nice. Yeah, it's fall weather, man. <laughs> um, look at this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Top to bottom, do you think the Pac-12 is about as strong as the Big 12? Uh, maybe stronger. Uh, definitely off to a better start, right? Um, I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I don't know what our league is right now. I mean, if you, I guess, and, and that's a hard thing to measure. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not so sure that the the Pac-12 isn't better this year. Uh, again, based on the good start. I mean, the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve has three ranked teams: Texas, K State, and Oklahoma. Uh, the Pac-12. 
They have, I'm sorry, they have eight. Eight of the Pac-12 are ranked. Uh, USC is fifth. Washington is eighth. Utah's twelfth. Oregon's thirteenth. Oregon State sixteenth. Colorado eighteenth. Wazoo twenty-three. UCLA twenty-four. And that 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 won't hold. Uh, there's not enough wins to go around for that to hold. I wouldn't think. But when you take care of your uh, take care of your non-conference games, it, and it feels like a lot of their measuring stick games they've won you know the the, the colorado game they've the, won every game but one there you go well there you well, go two then the utah game but those games that the excuse me the utah florida game i mean those games that that uh serve as uh you know these marker points or measuring sticks or however you want to say that they've, they've taken care of those so far and and because you're not really measuring a conference going well that team you know they they took care of kent state yeah, they took care of, you know, Tarleton or whatever. I mean, the, the, the measuring stick games end up being the, you know, where it's brand on brand, and, and they've already gotten two of those from Colorado alone. Oregon came here and won. Uh, Utah knocking off Florida, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I mean, because – sorry, I was getting uh... – called a liar basically by my wife oh. text uh i do like patios by the way um <laughs> yeah because wazoo oh my gosh Wisconsin. i'm she in love with you the, she did she yeah. had a big birthday a birthday, big birthday with a zero yeah. in it yeah she's 29 20. again yeah <laughs> not 20 that's probably weird 30 yeah. um you know like washington hasn't done really anything impressive but they were ranked to start the season and so sure. the way this works is you keep going up but i mean utah two power five wins Colorado, two power five wins. Uh, like Wazoo, they they embarrassed a ranked Wisconsin team. Uh, Oregon went to Lubbock, right? Mm-hmm. We saw this. They mm-hmm. won. Uh, yeah, I, I think right now the Pac-12 is better uh, than the Big 12. And I, I don't even know that it's just super close. And, heck, Utah, right? Utah is 2-0, two wins over power five opponents. Their starting quarterback hasn't played a season right, since that right. so far. That's 2-0 without their starting quarterback. Um, you might have the the better team of of the two leagues. Texas might be better than USC. I hope not. I'm, I'm really hoping for, like, so much of this, like, fall will now hinge on with Texas Tech <laughs> likely not to have some kind of storybook season. Now hinges on. The, the hysterical scenario of Texas, you know, beating <laughs> yeah. Alabama and then going 8-4. and four. Yeah, that's what, that's you, what we're you, pulling for here. You laid that out a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and and uh, the stage is set, my friend. You I, I need deliver to pull four. Yeah, yes, you need to deliver four losses. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I, I think the, the Big 12 is fine. They're not bad. You've got a lot of solid. Um, but I just don't know that you have um, – you know, just a ton of wow players, you know, like, and, and it's, it's cyclical probably. Um, but like, you don't have a Caleb Williams, you don't have a Travis Hunter. Um, you know, you, you don't have some of those players that we saw Oregon trot out there last weekend. Cam rising's very good at Utah when he can play. Um, you know, they're just, they're in an up year. 
Yeah. And sometimes that happens. Yep. No, that's right. And this time last year, the Big 12 had a few of those. Quentin Johnson comes to mind. Um, yeah, no, I agree. This in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, the pack probably has the best quarterback play of the two conferences for sure. I agree with that. Well, you, yeah, and you can stick returning Heisman Trophy winner and Bo Nix right at the top of the list. Uh, and, and those are probably what? Two Caleb of the, Williams. Yeah. What would I say? Bo Nix. Bo Nix. No, I said the returning Heisman winner and Bo Nix, if Bo-Nix. I didn't say okay. that clear. My but, bad. I mean, because you're talking about two of what? The top four or five NFL prospects, right? Yeah. In those two? Yeah, like, because who, outside of, uh, I mean, Jalen Daniels had looked really, really good last week. Um, he, he's a known quantity. People are going to bend over backwards to give Quinn Ewers, um, you know, all kinds of accolades for what he did in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue with that right now, although I'm I'm not some big believer. Will Howard is, is a very good quarterback, but he's not eye-popping, right? No one's going to go, you know, oh, my gosh, Will Howard. Like, did you see that Will Howard right. play? Um, it, like, like it, who? Donovan it, Smith is. Yeah, his his uh, Will Howard's success is going to come on on more of a the sheer total of of their team success and you know low turnover numbers and just you know them being successful as a team as opposed to him him dazzling us and lighting it up with ho- uh, highlight reel plays. But you're you're right, and Donovan's. Donovan's Donovan, exciting, and he's a threat every week. But they're coming off a loss to Rice. Whether that and that's not not on him, but you know how that goes. That's what I'm saying. If a key measuring stick for him would be leading a team to a ton of wins, and that that's an ugly loss. You know, and his uh, he, he's not just pushing the ball down the field. His yards per attempt are the lowest in the Big Twelve among starters. Oklahoma State doesn't know what it's doing at quarterback at all. They're playing three players, which is ridiculous. Uh, you know, TCU's Chandler Morris hasn't looked amazing. Uh, Kidon Slovis is very, very average. Tyler Shuck has not been impressive in two weeks. John Rice Plumley is, is injured. It's, I mean, this is this looks to be a pretty down year for yeah. the quarterback, even even worse than we maybe thought going into the season. Yeah, I agree. Which you know from from one perspective is good because if, if you're Texas Tech and you still have hopes of doing something, you're not facing some murderer's row of quarterbacks. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Norvell must be an idiot because in a lot of his indoor interviews, he's wearing a visor. <laughs> that might be true. Yeah. Love to get your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can weigh in at DoubleT973.com or through the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, big game tonight for the Rangers as they close out that series with Toronto. Feel a lot better being, uh, you know, taking four of four yeah. north of the border. And that's really hard to do. Uh and that that uh, that series obviously rose to our attention over the last couple of weeks as the Rangers really really struggled. 
and suddenly we 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 saw Toronto pass them briefly in the standings and the you know in the wild card chase and uh and so our eyes go to this series and boy it has been all Rangers and in in the wake of bad news and by the way this afternoon being reported by Evan Grant that Josh Young has been cleared for baseball activity Ooh. so he could very well play in the next few days this has been the Tech Talk podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT973.com. Hey there, how you going? Happy Thursday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Joining you live today from Twin Peaks, 6012 Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the Lodge mentality. Love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com or through the Double T973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, El Jefe says this, I don't think that George Klyavkov has the stones <laughs> to tell them to take care of business like Brett Yormark. Someone else says Oregon State and Wazoo should respond with, we beg to differ. And by the way, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there's technicalities surrounding that. That you know the the, the legalese of intent to leave versus formally leaving, and what's that going to do? But man, I just the the the. Just the the feeling I would want is that my guy was that our guy was rallying around the two schools that have hung in there yeah. or been left behind, however you want to say it. Because they're, I mean, at, at this point right now, ten of those twelve programs have already just left Oregon State and Wazoo behind, right? They clearly have no loyalty to them. Um, they they owe them nothing in their minds, and I'm not I'm not arguing otherwise. I'm just painting the picture here. And so, you know, if if they if they're empowered to kind of continue on as if nothing had happened, they'll dissolve the conference. Yeah, they'll dissolve the conference, and and you take your NCAA um, you know tournament units with you. You you know we'll. We'll split playoff money this way or that way or whatever. Like, they will hose Oregon State and Wazoo even more. And that would be the uh, best thing for the Big 12, right? It would be, yeah. And so I'm kind of conflicted here. Um, you know, because it would be better for the Big 12 if they could take their NCAA tournament units with them. And, you know, I think that – I think you could make a case that – you know those should travel with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you you earned them, right? Your teams earned them by winning games in the tournament. The Pac-12 had nothing to do with it. Your conference had nothing to do with it. So I get it. I I, I would be um, receptive to that argument, but uh, that's not the way that it works. You know, so yeah. love to get your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t 973.com. You know, I uh I, I was listening to something today and they talked about briefly Oklahoma State's three quarterback system which seems very very kind of odd and unusual and and 
more than anything else, unsustainable. Yeah. You know, like it just doesn't work at the Power Five level. Um, but you, you kind of pull back a little bit, and and we have gushed over Gundy a lot on this program. Sure. You and I. Uh, you know, I think that he's. If he's not on there, he's. You can make a case that he's on the Mount Rushmore for Big Twelve coaches, football coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last five years have been not great, on average, right? Seven and six, eight and five, eight and three. COVID year, twelve and two, seven and six, and they're undefeated this year too. And the, you know, there's no three and nine there, and certainly Tech would take those last five years absolutely and, and love them, but bit of a fall from his previous high that 12 and 2 season sticks out like a sore throw in 2021 do you think now that we're more than a year removed from that and we have a bit more uh, context and the benefit of hindsight was that more about jim knowles than it was anything else the the, the stud dc because their defense that year was incredible yeah and it was an older group it was it was probably the right right spot for him to be in with regard to the experience and the the talent set but yeah that was uh, that team was all about really good defense uh, i mean that was that was the unit that drove their success and a team that what lost the big 12 championship game by, by a six yeah. yeah six inches Just, yeah, yeah a whisker i mean yeah uh yeah it is the it is the outlier on that sheet that you just read off though when you think about it because, I mean, does anybody – and, again, they're 2-0. and 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 certainly, you know, you'd like for Tech to be 2-0. Um, you can't be better than 2-0 and when you've only played two games. But nothing about three quarterbacks inspires confidence. No, I, I, I'm I'm not entirely uncomfortable with two quarterbacks when, when that happens. Uh, we saw a bit of that last year at Tech. Sure. When it's either a competition – or, uh, you know, when it's a, when it's a competition, you don't have a clear a, a clear number one, and you've got uh, games that they've been in control of. That that I think is probably the biggest thing there, because they haven't been forced into hey, we gotta we gotta go score. Who's our guy right here? You know, they, they have great point. They, you know, they they really haven't in into the second half of these games and. Uh, and so they have been able to rotate these three, and what they've got is a really old guy in Alan Bowman, and then two younger quarterbacks. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do if if they move into 2024 with one of these two young guys as a clear cut starter, or if they're fishing the portal. It, it, I mean, it's probably not a good sign for Bowman that he's not emerged further. Right, he, he does have the most passing attempts. He has as many attempts passing as Rangel and Gundy have combined. Mm-hmm. He has forty; they have twenty-four and sixteen. Um, he has the most passing yards, although not by a ton. Um, he's not thrown a touchdown, although he's not thrown an interception either. He has the lowest quarterback rating of the three. And it's just—it's just a weird, yeah, situation. I agree, and and I think the the first time they're really tested, we may get uh, a better sense of how how it is that they're going to approach things this year. Uh, 
you know, in, in terms of, you know, going and maybe going in at half down three points, down a touchdown or whatever, and saying, hey, uh, all right, this is uh, – this this conversation needs to be settled. We're we're not building for the future. We're not we're not trying to decide what this team's going to look like in October. Whatever this is, uh, this it's it's go time. Who's our guy? Uh, and again, I, I'm I'm not entirely uncomfortable with somebody running two different quarterbacks, but three is is uh, bizarro. And. You know, they had the really, really good year in 2021, largely driven by their uh, their defense. But I mean, offensively, they've they've stunk recently. Yeah. I mean, last year they were eighth in the Big 12 out of 10 teams in points per game, barely over 30. Uh, they were fifth in 2021. They were fifth in 2020. Again, both of those seasons. 31 points a game, barely over 30 points a game. Uh, and that's Gundy's bag. Like that, He's an offensive guy. Right. And that's the same quarterback playing a ton of 21 and 22, who's now Ole Miss Rebel, right? Yeah. More Tech Talk next.